Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, hello. Hi. <laughs> I can't believe how crazy your travel schedule is. The travel schedule, I every year I'm like, I'm so going to slow down. That was just a nuts year. It's going to get some, uh, I'm really going to be more grounded, one place for at least a couple weeks. And then it just like starts up again. It's, it's, it's just like, I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like we had Clara for 18 years and we couldn't travel this way. I mean, I guess maybe until she was five in school, but like we ne- we could never travel the way we do now. And so pandemic plus kid being locked up and then your kid going off to college. It was like perfect storm. We're just like traveling like crazy people. So you have a place upstate and then you have a place you're, is it Brooklyn or are you in the city? In Brooklyn. We're in in Brooklyn. Yeah. Beautiful. And then you have an apartment in Rome that you're renting. Exactly. Exactly. So you're kind of like, but you're never really in New York. We're hardly ever in New York. I mean, we come back and I mean, our office is there and that's like, so we, we come back from meetings and when we're, when we're back, it feels like we are right into our routines, our Sunday night dinners with our friends who we always see on Sunday nights. And it's like, I all text them like weeks in advance, like these Sundays we are there. Can we please make sure like like I need my routines. Uh, well, that was my next question is I feel like we're going in 10 days. We're going to be gone for almost three weeks. And I have anxiety about it because I'm so and I can't believe I think post pandemic I've gotten weirder because I mm-hmm. used to just rip around. No problem. And then maybe being a mom, even though Carmela is so adaptable. But I am like, oh, my God, I'm going to be off my routine. And like, right. wh- I, so how do you navigate that? Well, I think, I mean, one thing that, that I would say, like, I certainly don't have it down pat. Like, you know, when I went to the chiropractor the other day, because I sort of like, you know, messed my hip up with like, you know, driving a rental car when I'm out in California and I'm not used to the pitch of the seat and then driving that for a week and, you know, like messed, messed up the hip, a red eye on the way back. So I'm in, I'm in talking to the chiropractor I haven't seen in like couple of years. And she's like, so what's your routine? And I said, I don't know. It's like wherever I am, it changes. So it might be running or stairs in Rome because there isn't really like hot yoga 
but it's hot yoga and soul cycle. If I'm in Brooklyn, <laughs> hiking in California, and, you know, I, but it's also like, it's very, it is, I mean, just, it's like, I love all of the travel and I preach how travel is important, but I also think like, I'm a good example for people who might be jealous of all the travel. Like it's actually really exhausting. And sometimes I'm just like, I have a love hate with it right now because I'm so excited about the summer. And I'm also like, here I am in upstate and I'd love to just be here and, yeah. and not go anywhere. So it is, it's not, it, it's not like, the best thing in the world is to be on the road all the time. No. And I do think that, especially now with Instagram, like the summer anxiety of like, where's everybody going to be? And like, what's the most interesting place someone can go to? And all of that, I think is like emotionally really hard for everybody because you just feel like you're supposed to be doing something. Mm -hmm. But I was just saying, I was literally just at like an event and this girl I was talking to was like, I don't really want to go anywhere this summer, like we are all working so much. And so if that trip is not relaxing, she's like, I just want to be able to stay in my home and have a summer where I'm like enjoying the fruits of my labor. And I was like, right. I know that's how we feel like we're, you know, we need to go, we are going to Italy because, because for work, but it's also, you know, we do both, obviously we wouldn't. And so, you know, Dava needs to go to his factories and we need to go to the farm for the olive oil. And then I actually have like an LPA uh, trip is a part of this trip. And then it's Carmela's birthday. So she gets to see her family there, which is really nice. Like we never right. see Davide's family. We're just like, but I was like, let's just do it at the beginning of the summer. Yeah. All of our work stuff. And then we can come back and continue like working and have kind of the rest of the summer to like enjoy our house on Sundays. Right. <laughs> you know? So it's so nice. No, I, I, I do feel like so much of this, it kind of, for me, like goes back to like grade school. Like we're so programmed with the, like, mm. so tell us about what you did this summer. And it's like, it's just a natural thing that we grow up with in elementary school. And I, I certainly, this is, I think a universal thing. I certainly didn't go to a fancy school. It was mm -hmm. very, very much like every, and I probably went to like four schools in uh, during elementary school. And every single one, people like, we, you know, the teacher would say, so everybody tell what you guys did this summer. And mine was always like nothing. And maybe we went to a lake for like a three day camping trip. That was terrible. <laughs> and But I do feel that like there is something that is like kind of built into us. We're so groomed to think that summer is when you do things and it's when you actually like take care of yourself and enjoy your life. And, and it's, and I do think we've all gotten used to the idea that that doesn't have to happen in the summer for people mm -hmm. who have kids. Yes. More than other times of the year, it's it, that is when it happens. But I think that the, the whole kind of pandemic, like shifting the way people don't go into offices and that in shoulder seasons are completely the off season and, and how it can be so incredible to go places that Normally you would think I'd only want to be there when it's warm and I can swim and actually it's like empty and that's way more magical. Yeah. I do think, I think like we've been so freed up from that. And I've heard so many people recently say like, I'm really happy to go nowhere this summer and just enjoy my Sundays. Like you just said, Yeah. and just like be with friends and, and just 
just be still and not always moving. And um, I think, yeah, I definitely feel like Matt and I are at this sort of like <laughs> very weird. It's like, I'm like, is this like a midlife crisis that we're like both having at the same time, <laughs> like, like we're both like egging each other on and like, how many things can we get? Like how, how many places can we go this summer? It's like a little crazy, but, but I also feel like we have the energy to do it right now. You guys have a lot. I mean, first of all, Matt's bouncing off the fucking walls. <laughs> yeah. You have a 13 year old boy. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, your yeah. energy levels are very inspiring. I think like Davide is more tired <laughs> than, than anyone I know. It's so funny. He's like, gets so exhausted by all of it for sure. But I feel like you guys are really good about, I mean, by the way, you do all of this for work too. Yeah. You know, this is your yeah. job. Um, yeah. I just, I just was having lunch with my mother-in-law who came down here. She lives an hour away and she's like, so where are you going to be in August? Cause I know she wants us to be here because Matt's brother will be in New York and she wants us to all be together. And I said, well, we're going to be in France and then in Greece. Why? Because, because you know how I love Greece and we have our place in France. So, well, but is it, is it vacation? And I said, well, I mean, technically you could say like, we're always enjoying our lives wherever we are. So you might see it as vacation, but, and so there was this whole thing. And then she's like, tell me about Zach Weiss. What does he do for a living? Actually, I, I'd like to know that too. <laughs> and I was like, the whole thing of like trying to explain what this culture of being in, like, you know, the sort of influencer culture to somebody who is like, you know, she's a very hip 85 year old woman, mm -hmm. but, but she, I've explained to her what Zach does so many times. And I'm like, he really does have a full-time job working for a company but he also <laughs> writes for all of these other people. It's not unlike what I do. We look like we're on holiday, but we're actually like working our asses off. I'm mm -hmm. sure you get the same thing. Yeah, of course. I mean, like always, but there isn't, you know, it's funny. Like I just switched from employee to independent contractor for like LPA stuff. And they, I ended up, I didn't even think about it, but I ended up getting like some money back from like all the PTO that I hadn't taken. And it was because like, I would never, I've never gone on a trip and put an away message on ever because I've yeah. never, like I do my fittings. I have all my meetings. Like I'm still doing everything for LPA. And then while we're in Italy, our trips get this sounds like such a crazy thing to complain about, but like, you know, Davide's from Sicily. So we always want to be there so he can see his family. But then we work on one side of the island. So like right. the farm is on like the Palermo side, but Davide's yeah. from Catania and that's a four hour drive. And then he, we also work in Umbria and Milan. So every time we go, we fucking do the drive from Sicily to Milan which is a really long drive. <laughs> and oh we've my done God. it. We do it like all the time. And with the baby, because it's like cheaper to just rent the car than to not go back to the airport to take the flight. Like it's just, right. and then we can stop somewhere. We'll probably stop in Naples, you know, maybe see someone that we know for a night or something and that, but it's, 
you know, it's this funny kind of chaotic where we're trying, like we cannot, if the people who he makes his clothes with know that we're in Italy and they know that we are at the furthest corner of Sicily, they'll be like, so I'll see you Tuesday. Like, because they're, it's Italians have to see each other and make eye contact and shake hands and they need the warmth and they need to have a three hour lunch with us and they yeah. need that connection yeah. to, to validate that, that relationship. Yeah. Um, and what's funny about Davide now too, is like, he's in this weird middle and uh, you guys must be the same where you're a weird middle ground between American culture and European culture where here is like very chaotic and you wish people would slow down a little bit and have longer lunches and yeah have a better work-life balance. But then when you're in Europe and you can't get anything fucking done, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you're like, I need to just get back to America so I can actually yeah. like make things happen. It's a very f- odd place to be in between. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. No, I mean, I, I definitely feel like when we're, when we're here and the efficiencies are so great and like, you know, if you need to go see your doctor, like it's, like medical care here. So (laughs) it's just like dermatologists, dentists, we come back here, we get all that stuff done. And, and, and then, you know, you're in Europe and you see like shit happening in the States and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I don't have to think about that. And so it is, yeah, there's no perfect place. We have to just try and appreciate what we learn from all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very passionate about this next sponsor. I've had, such great, passionate conversations with them because I'm sure many of you would like to be a freelancer, right? Maybe you want to start your own business. Maybe you're already taking freelance jobs on the side. Maybe you're a full-time freelance. But the worst part about being freelance and the things that will ruin you financially are all the backend stuff, which is the business information, paperwork, the accounting, the bookkeeping, and the taxes. And for years I was doing all of this by myself and I was wasting so much money on taxes and everything is different now that I've become an S corp and gotten this under control. And this is why you need collective. If you want to focus on your passion and not the paperwork, you need to know about collective.com. Collective is the all-in-one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs, especially if you're making anything north of $6,000 in profit a year. And here's what I mean. Collective handles all of your work. They do the corporate information and compliance paperwork. They do your taxes. They do your bookkeeping. They do your accounting and they'll do payroll. I cannot stress enough. When I was doing all of this on my own, I was making huge mistakes. This is the perfect marriage of technology plus human tax and accounting experts. They guide you, they help you maximize your tax savings, and they take away all of your busy work. Think about that. It used to be that you would need several people to handle all of these things. You would need a CPA, you would need a bookkeeper, you would need an attorney. That's who did all of my paperwork before. And Collective now handles all of that at a fraction of the cost. I recommend this to all of my friends. I have many friends who have left their jobs this year to become freelancers. And the first thing I say is incorporate yourself with Collective and use all of their team members to get you on a good financial path. If you've already made money this year, but you don't have an S-Corp election, right now through June 13th, Collective can save you thousands of dollars in taxes on 2023 because they're able to backdate your S-Corp election to January 1st. 
do this now. I'm telling you. In fact, collective members can save on average $10,000 per year on taxes with this structure. If there's one piece of advice that I give you ever, it's to spend money to make money. And spending money on collective every month is an investment in your future. So the collective membership pays for itself and then some. Again, go act now before June 13th to save potentially thousands of dollars in your 2023 taxes. Go to collective.com to save on taxes this year and have someone who knows what they're doing, handle your setup, your accounting, your bookkeeping, and your taxes, even your personal taxes. That is collective.com. Bionic harnesses science to make shoes that bring balance to our lives. And I'm just going to say here, I don't know why something like this hasn't been around forever because we're all out here just walking around with uncomfortable shoes. And Bionic was created by scientists who have proven the notion that balance begins with our feet and moves through our body. And when we're in balance, we can be in balance with our lives. So whether you need sneakers for long walks or just shoes to walk around your office, or they make damn slippers. They make cute slippers that are fabulous. When you're walking around your house, you're aligning your body. It's incredible. Bionic offers shoes for every day and every occasion. They have little heels. So we, my mom has a pair of these really cute little kitten heels and she loves the leopard loafers. And then the slippers are a mainstay in this house. Bionic's exclusive VO motion technology aligns and balances the whole you starting with your feet. And they even offer a 30 day money back risk-free trial. So there is no reason not to buy wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied. And I'm telling you that you will be because the way that my whole body just goes like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be aligning myself when I wear these shoes. Especially like if you're just walking around the house with no shoes on, like I have been my whole life, you put on a pair of these slippers, you're cozy and you just, it makes such a difference. My chiropractor even noticed. Use code BEST. At checkout for free shipping when you go to vionicshoes.com. That is code best for free shipping at vionic, V I O N I C shoes.com. Okay. So you mentioned traveling in the off season. Let's get into this because yeah. I don't think people really understand how amazing France and Italy and many places can be in like May and right. October. So, what are your tips? for off-season travel and what are your favorite places to go? So I I think the first thing to to say about off-season travel is like you you have to have the you, there has to be this like I'm okay with the weather might not be as like predictably perfect as it would be in July. But what I'm going to gain from potentially like cloudy skies or like a little bit of rain if it happens, which often it doesn't, is that I'm going to actually get into some places. So basically, I think if you have the appetite to like go with like it not being that kind of perfect sparkly blue sea, like and, you know, the, the in your mind's eye, like what the the kind of July afternoon Amalfi Coast postcard is in your head and you're willing to kind of be like, all right, like it might be, it, it might not be exactly that dreamy weather. Most Mm -hmm. of the time it is, but I feel like that's my first thing is like, 
you have to like being somewhere a little bit more for the like getting the reservations being able to go to a museum and i mean it also depends like i mean i'm talking about that's the city there's city travel there's resort travel there's island travel yeah i would say for me anywhere in july and august is going to be a drag unless if like i think like if you rent a house in maine and it's july like that's kind of the best time because the wa- the water is potentially almost warm enough that you can swim in it. Mm. And, and like, if you, and so like, for me, if I was going to go somewhere in July and August, I would say like one of my favorite trips ever was Matt and I rented a house in Nova Scotia. And that was so dreamy. It was like, we, we re- just took our car and we drove we drove up. I'm trying to remember how exactly how we did it. it was it was literally 2001. I remember it was like right before 9/11. But it was it was this kind of perfect little cottage and we barely even swam. We just like we were it, it felt very kind of Scandinavian cottage on a big rock surrounded by water. Super cheap. And those places like I just feel like you know the Washington state has the San Juan Islands which like so many people don't think about like these little. These... Wait, what was the island you just posted about off? Of, was it off of Georgia? Oh, Cumberland Island. That's incredible. That's I incredible. like, and I've been, it's so funny. I picked up at a friend's house, like Southern Living Magazine, and they had yeah. done like a play-by-play of like what to do when you're on some island. And I can't remember the name of it. And I was like, this, why is, why is nobody talking about this? Yeah, no, that place is incredible. And to totally age myself, like I knew about that place because that's where uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. and Carolyn Bissett got married and they had their like secret wedding there. And so it was like all of the people who were invited knew that they had to fly to a certain airport, but they didn't know where they were going. And then once they got there, so it was like one of those, one of the few places that you could go that nobody would ever know. Like it it was a very discreet place and they got married in this incredible tiny little chapel. And it is such an incredible place with wild horses on the beach. Yeah, The the wild horses looks unimaginable to me. Yeah. Yeah. And is that affordable or is that, you know, are we still in like a, like, what's the price range for? So I think, I think Cumberland Island is like you and I've texted about the ridiculousness of like what, what house. No, it needs to stop. (laughs) Yeah. The, the messed up hotel pricing situation. And I feel like it's, I, I mean, I, I'd have to go back and look, I feel like Cumberland depending on the season, like I think now is like lower season because it's high season and that sort of Thanksgiving Christmassy time, because a lot of families like to go there because it's such a beautiful place oh, even wow. in the winter, but I I'm sure it, it's got to be more like in the six to 800, which okay. is so expensive, but like compared to the places that are out there in the world, you're like, Oh my God, it's a cheaper flight than flying to Europe for sure. Yeah. Totally. Um, but I feel like where did we fly into? Maybe it was Jacksonville. I think it's not a hard airport to fly into. Oh, cool. You fly into Florida and then you drive like an hour and then you take a little ferry over. But, but like for me, when I think about if I didn't, 
if we, you know, like I love upstate New York, like upstate the Thousand Islands, which we always say, oh, we're going to rent a house there and we still have not done it. But like, that's incredible. What's the Thousand Islands? So there's the, that's this group of islands that are up on between New York and the Canadian border and they're just incredible. And like that, that is the stuff where I get so excited about the United States has so much that like also if you've been so kind of European centric in your travels and then you come back here, you're kind of like, actually it feels really refreshing to be around. Like it's such a different culture and it's a different, you know, know, it's like when there was one summer that Matt and I went to Nantucket, I Nantucket is not for me. Like it's not for it's not for me. It's, it's not my place. <laughs> it's like I was like I think that we need to get rid of any Land Rover Defenders also because like like the like <gasps> it like ruined the Defender for me because oh, yeah. like every douchebag on this island is driving a Defender. I'm sorry. I'm they're probably the kindest people, but like, but like you know, it's just that. Everyone is rich. Everyone's in their car. Everyone's like having like way too expensive lobsters. It's just like, it's so elite. I don't like that. Like I like, I like the weird funky, like try and find the, the cool. Oh, there was this amazing place. We went once in Maine called it's either pronounced Migus or Migus Lodge in Maine on a lake, total family owned, like cotton time resort. And just like swimming in the lake. And yeah, I love that. Like, you know, there's just all of these great places like that that are really worth people looking at instead of just being like, I got to get to La Serenuse or. Well, what's crazy is like I. I asked people on Instagram what they wanted to ask you. And it's so much Amalfi. And by the way, if you've never been to Amalfi, like you have to see it. It's magical. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to get Davide to go there last summer. And we went, it wasn't last summer. It was the summer before we went. And again, that was because we had to drive from Milan to Sicily and it, we just did it on our way. And my mom had never been. So we did one night and, you know, it was hard for Davide. It's like being from, you know, it's like being from New York and being, then having someone be like, we need to go to Times Square because like, I, yeah. you know, it's very... Although Times Square is like a dumpster fire and Amalfi is really just the most beautiful place you've ever seen. But he was very like, it's so expensive. And like, you know, Davide is always saying like food in Italy. It's like it's democratic. Like it's for everybody. Like expensive things are really only for the tourists, as I'm sure, you know, like most food, especially in Sicily, is like like it's hard for us to spend money there, really, because it's so affordable. But it is magical and when you take the boat to da adolfo yeah and you have that meal there you're Mm -hmm. like this is it this is the movie you're in it so is there a way to do a mall fee that is not a million dollars yeah i think so and i personally haven't done this but i'll say i'm gonna spill my friend's secret so actually two people that i know who are like very much Italian kind of travel experts. One is Emily Fitzroy. She has a very small company called Bellini Travel. 
So she does like very high end, like she books, you know, very extravagant big trips for people who aren't super big budgets. And she most recently, she actually was the one who did all of the location scouting or finding the locations for White Lotus, the season two. So everything in there was like Emily as the handler. Yeah. And she did like succession season twos, the yeah, when they went to anything. Mm-hmm. So she's this like, she's, she really knows like the high, high world, but she is like us a person who also has to be mindful of how they spend their money. And her favorite place is staying at Los Colio, which everybody thinks to go to Los Colio, if they can get a reservation for lunch, they want to go there. I, I learned from you on your website that there are rooms there. Yes. And so that's where she always stays. And and so and then this other friend of mine who has Fathom, which is a travel site, she just the other day was like, oh, yeah, I got a Lascolio ever every single August. Like, that's my that's my thing. I do. And I'm like, OK, these are like these are simple rooms, but they're on the sea. You have mm-hmm. the best food. And I'm quite sure that Lascolio is like booked solid for July and August. But again, it's that thing of like, just don't book it in July and August. Like, mm-hmm. look at you know, either late August, like when the Italians start going back to, um, back September, to I, in September Italy is fantastic. Is incredible. Yeah. So I, I think that like, I also feel like I'm a fan of looking at like the two and three star. If you're, if you're going to be in the Amalfi and I mean, I love the people who own La Serenuse. I love La Serenuse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful, but it's, it's like, it is a fortune. And so unless you're on a honeymoon and like, you're going to do that or like the San Pietro, or there's another really beautiful new one that's called Borgo Sant, uh, Borgo Sant. I'm dying to stay there. That's incredible. We stayed at Santa Catarina the night that we went. Yeah. Santa Catarina, I think. So I, I, I feel like it is one of the best locations. It has the most incredible pool. I think that the food is really good there, but a lot of those rooms have not been renovated since like the eighties. I was really bummed on our room. Yeah. For the price that we paid. That I was, and, and we did not get this room for free. It was not like a, an invite. And I was like, wait, where, where did this huge jacuzzi tub that like looks like literally it's from a TV show. Yeah. It's, (laughs) It's like 1970s bad. And so I I was asking around like, why, why is it like that? And it's, it's a, it's really like, you know, the, the son who's the GM is fantastic. He's, he's so, he's so great, but there's like some ants that don't want to spend the money. And so, you know, it's like, there's always like, if you sniff something out where you're like, it's not exactly right. It's like when that's when you can see people aren't necessarily in agreement about how they should be spending money. But I think like Borgo Sant'Andrea, great. Again, on that high end, there's also Monastero Santa Rosa, which is high up on a hill. So it's really a zigzag down to the sea, Mm -hmm. but you are like looking, it's, 
the best views from up there. Oh, beautiful. I did an Airbnb the first time I went. I did an Airbnb for three nights and we did our last night and the cheapest room at La Sera New and I split it with a friend and it was still like 450 bucks each. And especially at that time, that was like so much money for us to spend. Yeah. But yeah, but I remember it like it was yesterday because like the turn down service and being by the pool and the food. But I will yeah. say if you especially if you go during a busy time and and I learned this about Il Pelicano last year is like you're only around Americans. Yeah. And and that's totally fine. And we learned that with Lake Como when we had to go last year for a wedding, but which is totally fine. But if you want more of an authentic experience. I know, but like, it's hard because I think there is something to be said about the hospitality that like a beautiful luxury Italian hotel can bring you. Like there really is no experience like that, Mm -hmm. but most people can't afford that. And so you're almost going to get this like more interesting, deeper experience. If you stay somewhere off the beaten path or an Airbnb, you kind of have to rip around a little bit more because you really are going to experience yeah. more of like real, yeah, quote unquote, I, real Italy. You know, I would really recommend that if you're going to go to the Amalfi Coast, you just don't go in July and August, if yeah. at all possible. It's it, the the traffic is terrible. It's like to those tiny lanes. You have buses. You have like it's just it's just impossible to get around and and so you're going to spend all of this money and then i don't know it's like yeah, the buses are crazy yeah and so i i love it and everyone should go but please go in may june or september mm-hmm. even or october we've, we've gone in october before unfortunately like when davide's mother was sick we went in october and we rented a little this cute, cheap apartment in Tarmina, um, mm. which happened to be like extremely affordable. It was like 300 or it was like two something a night or something. And it felt like when we left the hospital that we were going to like a very peaceful place mm. and it was October and we were still laying by the water and swimming. Yeah. Yeah. It's very doable. Totally. Totally. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix that flows with abundance in this house, we all are addicted. It has everything you need and nothing you don't, which means lots of salt and no sugar. It contains the perfect science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. So I even have my mom on these because she used to come in the kitchen in the morning and say that she would wake up with like horrible foot cramps. And I was like, oh, you need to drink Element. And she hasn't had any since. And Element has no junk. It has no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. I used to take a different electrolyte drink mix all the time thinking it was so good and finally looked at the package one day and realized I was ingesting so much sugar. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses and hormonal regulation nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. Element can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, like I said, fatigue, sleepiness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. Because when you sweat, the primary electrolyte that is lost is sodium, and athletes can lose up to seven grams per day. So you just want to make sure that it's replaced. 
And with all the hot yoga I'm doing, I literally cannot not drink Element. And it makes me drink so much more water because it is just totally delicious. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. So it's eight single serving packs free with any Element order. And it's a great way to just try all the flavors so you can figure out which one you love the most. There's probably a few you love the most. I love the grapefruit. The chocolate is actually so delicious. It's like a salty hot chocolate. So good. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash Pia. The deal is only available through my link. So you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash Pia. You guys have heard me talk about Parallel endlessly at this point because it's a huge part of my life and my vitamin routine. And I really, it's something I can't live without at this point. So Parallel is the first and only OBGYN founded vitamin offering that's targeted for all the unique stages of a woman's hormonal life from pre-kids through pregnancy into postpartum. And they aren't just a prenatal vitamin brand either. Each product is meticulously formulated by their founding team of world-class doctors, which includes OBGYNs, maternal fetal medicine doctors, endocrinologists in partnership with functional medicine doctors, nutritionists, and doulas. So it's really one of the only products that I've encountered that both Western and Eastern medicine practitioners love and agree on. Uh, I was taking the mom multi-pack after Carmela was born. I took it for a long time actually. And then now I have switched to the conception pack. And when I tell you what a little gift this is, like when I was trying to conceive the first time, I was Googling what supplements I needed. I was buying them in abundance. I was kind of self-supplementing and taking a million different pills. And this is everything in one beautiful little packet. I have Davide taking the men's multi because fertility is 50-50. And I do not go a day without taking their PCOS support. And by the way, you can take the PCOS support even if you don't have PCOS because it can help regulate your cycle and balance your hormones. There is nothing that Parallel doesn't do. It's really fantastic. All the packs are under $50 a month when you subscribe. So that's less than two dollars a day. And exclusively for everything is the best listeners. Parallel is offering 15% off your first three months with code best 15. So head to parallel.co that's P E R E L E L.co. And you can cancel anytime with a 30 day money back guarantee. What are your top three favorite European destinations? Well, I'm going to say, especially keeping in, in the sort of not in the highest range of price. I would say Greece is my number one for, for like this kind of like vacation. Yeah. I just think that like, I think that so many people like they go to Italy, they fall in love with it and they want repeat. So it's like, they just keep going back and I completely understand that. And I love, I, I think that the Italians are also the best people in the world. I love them, but <laughs> I do think that it, it if you if you go to Greece you're going to get that seaside I mean think about how much coastline there is there's it's like 2000 islands and then you also have the mainland with like tons of incredible beaches off the mainland so you have like so many more places that you can explore and the values are so much better it's like mm if you find a place that's in the $600 a night, that's like a really, really nice place. Whereas oh, wow. $600 a night in Italy, 
or France that's near the sea. You're not. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're you're probably in like a three and a half, four star, but it's not the four star that was of your dreams. So you're kind of and that's where I'm sort of like, I do think like always look at like the Airbnb or the two or three star, because if if you want to think about how you're going to spend your money and it's like if the place is clean and they give you a nice breakfast and it's in a good location, like doesn't matter. You're not, you're, yeah. You're yeah. not hanging out in the hotel the whole time and save your money to like rent a boat and like feel like a baller going pulling up to La Scolio, you know, or, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Adolfo, yeah. or like there are other ways to sort of cheat the system. I also think, okay. So in Greece, I would say always to look at like the smaller islands, like, don't go to necessarily the places that everyone's talking about or that you've seen. So once you've seen it a lot on Instagram, it's probably already like the prices have gone much higher. I'm I'm always ending up in Patmos because I have friends there, but and you can find some bargains there. But it's again, I'm like, go in June, go in September, don't go in July and August. Meanwhile, I am going, I'm I'm my birthday is in August in Greece, my favorite place. So I'm like saying, don't go. And then I, I go, <laughs> I want to be there on my birthday. And I know like people go also because they have weddings they're going to, and then they're yeah. adding on. So it's like, it's very romantic for me to say, don't do that and do it in these other times. But sometimes you just have to make it work in the timing that you're given. So I would say in Greece, like I, I love the the Dodecanese Islands, which are those islands off of the coast of, I mean, they're much closer to Turkey. Uh, the last, well, the time I went to Greece, I flew into Bodrum, oh. which was awesome. Yeah. I went to Greece from Bodrum and that was a really cool experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to Bodrum for the first time last, uh, last May and loved it. It was great. Really, really cool. lovely. So but those I- islands we love. Yeah, those islands are great. I think like Simi is incredible. Carpathos, like if you just start looking at the map and you then like zoom in and then you just start like looking at, I mean, I have all of these links on my. Yeah, everyone needs to just subscribe. On my travel planner because like there's so many great resources out there. But okay, so Greece. Greece, everyone. Greece, Italy. I mean, France, even though French are a little more challenging. They don't have the warmth that we're, we love about the Italians. They're, they're great. And it's just, it's just a different, if you like. We're somewhere kind of affordable in the South of France. So people who go explore, cause that's an easy um, train ride, you know? So I think if anybody wants to do, you know, if somebody really wants to explore France, they could obviously fly to Nice, drive around, whatever, or you could go from Paris and do, you know, the train is super affordable and doesn't take forever. Yeah. I mean, it would be a little place. I would say, no, I've never spent any time in Marseille, but I would say Marseille is a city that is so beautiful and on the water and has like so much going on there. We went last summer. Oh yeah. Did you love it? Yeah, because one of my best friends fell in love with a man from Marseille and moved there. Okay, so you... you Marseille can- is like Naples. It's fast. It has rough edges. There mm-hmm. are little boys ripping around on motorcycles who might run you over. Right. There, 
that would be definitely more of an Airbnb. There are no, they have no, uh, like quote unquote, nice hotels. Like mm-hmm. she's even, she's like, it's so hard to tell people to come here. Cause I can't recommend like a really a, a place to stay. A lot of mm-hmm. people are moving there. So, so, so like all the hotels are very affordable, but again, you're not going for the hotel. There's cool little random places. I mean, it was really cool. It's definitely scary to drive around. So you should know mm-hmm. that, but the, that the taxis were super cheap to get around. I mean, it was really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. You would just very much need to know where to go because right. everything's kind of cutty, you know? Right, right, right. We we drove through there, but we had been right before, because often what we'll do is drive from, let's say, Florence over to the coast and then up through France, up to our place in the Medoc, which is just above Bordeaux. And so we kind of break it and not break it up. And I'll sometimes we'll stay in Alasio, which is in Liguria. Mm-hmm. And then we'll cut over if if I can possibly get my timing correct where I can stay at La Colombe d'Or. That's like Is that worth it? Oh my God. It's it really, so, wow. It's so good. It is one of the few hotels left that has so much soul. Like it, is it seems like, like that the most soulful hotel. It's like it just oozes that. It doesn't ooze luxury. It's like it's just cool. It's cool. it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I I lit, I'll always like once a year send an email like, would you maybe be free on this day or on this day? Usually no, but sometimes like it works. And because it's really hard to get in there. Yeah, because you have people who book it out repeat customers and they're just like it's just on repeat but i i stayed at a place the name is escaping me right now it's in it is in that area that is like lake calanc so it's like all of mm-hmm. the beautiful cliffs i just can't remember the name right now but it'll come to me we did that drive last year the opposite way that's a really good drive for anybody who wants to do a road trip like south of france to italy along the coast is a beautiful, beautiful road trip. Yeah. It's so nice. I think it's, yeah. And I feel like you can do things where you like go up into the hills and you're not like just on the sea. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, of course it's going to be very expensive because we found really affordable places. I literally just looked at the map of our drive and I zoomed in on towns that were on the water and then looked at Airbnb and hotel options. Amazing. And that's how we ended up making that trip. We should just partner up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So France, Marseille, but is there Um, any, like where else in South of France? Okay. I love, I love Biarritz. I love that. I love the Southwest. I also love it because I know it better. I really don't spend much time in the south of France because we're always in Bordeaux and then like Cap Ferret, which is this beautiful little kind of beach community, uh, which I would say is a little bit kind of it's it's Hamptons like in that it is a series of little towns on a kind of narrow, you know, like it basically has like a a uh, one road that goes <coughs> through this whole length. And so you have all these communities that have different vibes. So it's one can be more Montauky and one is more Sag and one is more, you know, mm-hmm. East Hampton. So so I think like Cap Ferret has 
like really charming little like fishermen's cottages that you can stay in. And then there are like much bigger, like grander places as well. And then there's that whole area. It's it's called um, the Bay of Arcachon. There's a town called Arcachon itself. And then, so you have this, this bay and any of the towns that are on that, I think are really interesting. And you can like take boats from the bay across the bay over to the, the ocean side, which is the Atlantic. Cute. And like the food is incredible. I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously incredible oysters and mussels and fries. And I love that, you know, and I think like, so, so you have that, I think Biarritz, which is about an hour and a half South is incredible. And there are lots of little towns outside of Biarritz, like Hosegor is, is a really charming one. So that's, that's a little more like Atlantic. So you're not going to get your Mediterranean kind of blue sea, but it's a little more surfer vibes. It's more like cool, I don't know, like California than that's how cool. like Forte de Marmi is too in Italy. Like it's that same where it's like one strip and all these little towns, and it does feel more California. Like it's yeah. not clear water, but it is like normal beaches, kind of yeah. quote unquote normal beaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like it has that same kind of. It's. Going to those places in the summer is really nice because you see all of like the people who are from that country there. And yeah. it does feel very Southern California or like East Coast Beach, you know, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like you see like little kids riding their bikes and like hanging out in groups and like staying yeah. up late. And, yeah, you yeah. know, you're just like, oh, like if there's the the parallels between like, a you know, a family on vacation in America and in Europe it gets really cute when you see those little towns like that, you know? I've said this before, but I watched the dogs get into a fight over their Sunday's food last week because it gets delivered to our door and then it got like brought in, but it didn't get put in the dog food area. And they, all three of them were standing next to it, like fighting each other for the bag. Sundays is air-dried dog food made from a short list of just human-grade ingredients. It was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian, and it contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic ingredients and nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups. And I'll tell you, their breath is a little better. Their fur is super soft and yummy. They have better poops. They have more energy. And they're so in love with the food that we're able to use it as dog treats too, which is really, really, really incredible. Unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays has zero prep, zero mess, zero stress. It is shelf stable, which makes it super easy to feed our dogs quality food. You know, we don't have that much room in our freezers. So to be able to have something that we can keep out, especially when we're feeding that many animals is incredible. And especially when we're feeding that many animals, we really want something affordable and Sundays cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because it doesn't waste money on shipping frozen packages. 
Instead, they just spend on what matters, which is sourcing the best all natural ingredients for your pup. We worked out a special deal for our dog loving listeners. You get 35% off your first order of Sundays when you go to sundaysfordogs.com slash best or use code best at checkout. That is Sundays for Dogs, S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S.com forward slash best. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and just feel really good about the food that you feed your dog. Another place that I think is really, uh, it's so well known to the Parisians, uh, but not so much to the American market is Ile de Ray. And that is like, you can take a train from Paris to, I think it's to La Rochelle. And then from La Rochelle, I think, I mean, you could rent a car or you can, I think you can even just take a, a car over over the bridge to this uh, island group, which is Ile de Ray. And it's so, it's so lovely. There's like Ile de Ray and then there's another island right near it called Oleron. It's people from, from Paris say it's the Nantucket of France. Yeah, it's like a certain type of person who likes to go there. But I don't like, I don't recognize that they're a certain type. I'm just mm-hmm. like, whatever, they're exactly what you just said. French families on holiday. It's so charming. And, you know, one other place just in Italy that I think has a lot of that is I do think Sicily still has so many. It's so big. And there are so many places oh, that, yeah. are, that have that. And I also would say like Le Marche and and kind of like higher up in Abruzzo or like really, really low in Abruzzo. Uh, sorry, Puglia, like the Salento, like the deep, like the bottom of the. the yes, uh, there were a lot of questions about Puglia. So if you want to give your tips for that, because Puglia can be very hard to navigate. I think that Puglia, like I, the thing that I don't like about like, Listen, I think there are beautiful. I think we talked about this maybe on the last podcast that you had been to a wedding at Borgognazia. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, like it is, it is like a a new build and it is lovely and it is really comfortable, but it is, you pay for it. And it's not really, it doesn't feel like the real deal Italian, but it's, really comfortable. And if somebody goes there and has a great time, I'm not like, oh, well, yeah. like I, I get it. Like our daughter was like, when can we go back? I love it so much. It's like totally. the best place ever. But I think that if you go further south into that Salento area, there are many more of those like little charming places that are like, then you can go find like little beaches. And like, by the way, the water is in Salento is bright blue. Yeah. Incredible. Whereas if you're up by like Astuni and it's not as pretty up there, it's, it's easier to get to, but I don't know. I, I just think like, also I've never stayed in Gallipoli or Taranto, but I've been to Gallipoli and did you, it's adorable. It's just like, you know, it's a beautiful square. Puglia, I don't think people realize how far away the towns are from each other. Yeah. You know, it's a solid 45 minutes from maybe like where you're staying to another town or to like a different beach club. If you want to like rip around and like see things, Polignano Amare is. Yeah, super, super beautiful, but it's just packed because everybody Mm -hmm. wants that photo. But it is something that you should see. Did you say 
Salento or were you saying Sorrento before? Salento. So Salento is like the very, like, it's like the heel of the boot. It's the very bottom. And there's actually this property there that I haven't stayed at in forever, but friends recently have been and said it's still the same. Uh, And it's called the Il Convento. And it's Il Convento di Santa Maria di Constantinopoli. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And uh, <laughs> and it was owned by this guy named Lord Alistair McAlpin. And he and his wife, Athena, they were running it when we went there when Clara was quite little. And he was this kind of like old British guy who was used to have the back page of World of Interiors writing about his collections. He was like some kind of lord who had worked for like Margaret Thatcher and whatever, sort of like a pompousy, you know, kind of big, blustery British guy. Mm. And then we, when we got there, like it was the kind of place like you pulled up and, and it was like in the middle of nowhere and just like a huge fig tree with like dried figs all over the, the, you know, where you parked your car and we walked in and there was this woman it like with the hottest little body in this like white fencing suit like fencing with her instructor. And oh she my God. Pulls off the, you know, the shield and just shakes her hair out. And she's like gorgeous. And she's like, Oh, hello, I'm Athena. And we we're like, Oh my God. Like, like, it's like you're walking into this dream. <laughs> You've been basically everywhere. So I don't even know. We should probably narrow it down to like a continent, <laughs> but maybe okay. if you want to do, I'm trying to think. Because I'm sure there are lots of places in like Spain that are also affordable. And for, I mean, really, I think these are things that have to be like searched up. But if you were like, if you were going to tell Clara, like, hey, this is one of the vacations that was one of my favorite places. It's like totally affordable that you could, that she could pay for on her own. Where would you send her? I would say, yeah, I would, I would probably steer her away from Italy. And I think, yes, you're Spain. Portugal, depending on which part. People are Um, saying that Portugal is divine and very affordable. Yeah, I think I think like these places that are like not Comporta, because that's like the place where all the interior designers like to go and have vacation houses and whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like it really is. I love your idea of that kind of like looking at coastline and seeing like what towns are there. And then, I mean, I did that actually for Clara once. I was like, there was um, uh, a town that we did a story on in Yolo. Uh, these Spanish women, these twin sisters did the story on a little town called Beggar, B-E-G-U-R. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it correctly. And it was so beautiful. And I found Clara like a little Airbnb that was like, for her and her friend, it was like 125 that they would split. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like find it like if you can identify the town that then is on the beach so that you're not renting a car because the rent the car rental is a killer. And like, so that's what I did. I was like, okay, you can fly in here and then you can take a bus or a I should do more of that travel planning for Clara. Mm-hmm. I actually used to have a site called Travels with Clara. That was kind of for parents to like help them figure out based on our personal trips, like 
we did this is how it functioned for us with a kid. I should revisit that travels for Clara (laughs) For, for all of the younger ones on the budget, because it is, it is like such a necessary, it's so necessary. And it's like, it's very hard when you're doing, uh, like I could just do a newsletter only focused on budget and I should, but yeah. I would say for sure, like identifying places where you, you can fly into not have to be like renting cars, spending a lot of money, getting to wherever that place is. And I know when I was young and, you know, sort of in my late teens and early twenties, it was like going to Greece was great because we I'd fly in to Athens, take a ferry and then stay in a place and then just like take the buses. And, mm-hmm. and we just, you know, rented, this was pre Airbnb, but just rented an apartment and, and, and you just don't go to places like Mykonos and Santorini because those are first of all, they're not even Greece. They're like global islands, you know, they're yeah. outside of, and, and I would say in a way that is what I would say about the Amalfi. Like, there are certain places that have become sort of so beloved by everyone in the world that they are owned by the world. Totally. They're not really the, they don't really belong to the country that you're going to. So they are bucket list, but they don't feel so Italian. I think renting an apartment is important too, in terms of like for budgeting one, because they're cheaper, but two, because you can buy food. And like, that's what we do when we go to Sicily. It's like wherever we can have our own stuff to make our own aperitivo and sit outside or make sure that you have breakfast, by the way, like a brioche in Italy is a dollar, but, but still being able to have your own food and cook some stuff, um, is, and bring things to the beach and have snacks to pack for the beach and stuff, I think is going to save so much money. A hundred percent. And I also think like, if you're in a uh, a country that already has as a part of its culture the aperitivo and they're bringing you so much so many snacks <laughs> as you're like <laughs> drinking beers it's like i mean you don't even need dinner after that it's no. like so i do think that that is like one of the really nice things about being in um spain and italy is like you get that you don't you don't have that culture in greece or in france do you have any packing tips? I'm sure you have a lot, but I mean, I've seen you do carry on for long periods of time. Okay. I think the, the carry on for long periods of time comes from people I have profiled. I am not, oh, you're not that girl. No, okay. Okay, I'm good. like, I'm like the person who I think I, Matt and I have finally just given in to like, we, pretty much always bring this one like it's this Ramoa trunk and it's it's just sort of like a big tall box and I can just fit so much in it or I don't have to fit that much in it and then I bring stuff home because you you gotta leave room to bring stuff home yeah but you know there are people and uh, we have profiled them and god bless them for being these incredible like we just had somebody a couple of weeks ago who did a packing story and she literally like wears like 
the same thing all the time and just like changes out like she likes to wear like a, a linen suit which she says is really easy to wash and uh, you know whatever airbnb bathrooms and so she has this kind of like uniform that she wears i mean it does it's not like i can't do that like i like to have a lot of options same. But, so for me it's like it's always easier to pack in the summer I obviously everything is smaller. I like to have if if I'm going from hotel to hotel, I am a much better packer. It's when I'm somewhere for like a week or two weeks straight. That's when I'm like, I just get bored and people are going to see the same thing over and over. Like not that they even care or pay attention. (laughs) But for me, I'm like, yeah, I've worn this like four times. So I have like certain things like, you know, it's it's just like always like the perfect like cotton black dress that that you know whatever it's like whatever your brands are that you like that you can layer or i don't know i i'm a big fan of the kind of caftan it, it's a you know hides a lot of sins uh yeah i i'm like one pair of sandals like a pair of sneakers for running you know, maybe a pair of Burks for if I'm going on a hike and it's like too hot to be wearing sneakers or, but not a lot of shoes. Maybe I have one, there's this one mule, satin mule that I have been wearing for like seven years. I discovered this brand at the El Pelicano gift shop, Le Monde Burl. And they make these incredible, like it's a very simple black satin mule, but it just goes with everything. Yeah. So I, that I love. And do you fold or roll? I fold. I only roll if I'm doing a, uh, if I'm doing carry on. And then the other day, Matt, my husband, Matt showed me this, this woman packing with her suitcase standing up instead of it laying down. And it was like, she packed it. And so basically it was it was like this kind of amazing thing. Like it like just, just like things were stacked, stacked. And then of course, when you put it down, it's like, it's all like, you know, perfectly. So I'm going to try that. Do you I use packing cubes? I do again, when I'm like in that, I I'm trying to do it in a carry on way so that everything has its compartment. I've become a really lazy packer because I take the big suitcase. And so when you, you know, it's like, if you, if you have that luxury of space, like you always make mistakes because you're bringing too much because you're like, I have this space, you know? So I'm, I'm good at identifying other people who are good packers, but I myself am not a good packer. That's so fun. You would just think that by now you would just have to be a good packer. No, I think it's also because like, I like Things for me are such like, they're like such signifiers of a, it's like, I have such a memory attached to a thing. And so like, maybe I'm missing that person that gave me that or that experience or because I'm so not in like my home space very much, I think like I get these weird attachments to things and I'm like, I I understand that. Yeah. Oh, I need to have that. If we're going to do like tropical island vibes. Yeah. What island are you telling people to go to? 
So like if you're going somewhere and it's like, a, like, is it like, a, like if we want to do like a Jamaica or Barbados or. Yeah. Is- I mean, so I think that when it comes to budget, when I was, when I was at this parenting magazine cookie, like we definitely were really looking like I was actively like out there, like trying to find more places that were budget. And because I was being paid by the magazine to go find those places, like, I, you know, that was like, it was research that was being paid for. So yeah, I felt like I found a lot of really interesting places that were warm weather, islandy vibes in the DR in the Dominican Republic. Dying to go to the DR. And, and everybody tells me it's a tropical haven. Yeah. And it's like, does it have like that kind of, I know I was not in the area where it had like the most perfect sea, but like, it also could have been like, sometimes you're in a place and like, there's been bad weather and the sea is turned up or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, there was this one place that we stayed called Natura Cabana and it was so inexpensive and it was so sweet and it was just like great really peacefully done. What's that? The great people. Yeah. And, and then like, you know, there's like obviously higher end places and like there's, but I, I loved Barbados, but I stayed. So here's just to back up from cookie to what I do now. Like when I travel on my own, like I'm often going to places where like, where I'm going to go spend my own money to go places. I often return. I'm like the repeat traveler who loves to go back to France, Italy, and Greece. But if I'm going to, let's say the Caribbean, I'll often be invited by someone. Now, who are the people who can afford to invite somebody that's a travel editor? Now I don't, I don't write about them. It's not a pay to play, but it is like a they invite you and you check it out. And if it seems like it's correct and right for your brand, then you write about it. Mm-hmm. But the thing with that is like, I'm often then staying in places that can afford to have the publicist who reaches out to me and says, oh, hey, Yolanda, do you want to come to this place? Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like I, I think that it is like, there are so many like little gems out there that are not that don't have publicists that don't yeah. have just to fly editors or influencers or whatever in. And like, that's where I think that that's a big part of what I try and do with YOLO is like, I can't be the person who's like out there finding all these places, but I know how to tap people and to listen to people who are like my followers. And they're like, I just went to this place and you would love it. And I'm like, you're incredible. You're right. That is so us. I never, Mm -hmm. how would I've ever found that without you sharing your find with me? So that's the thing where like, I feel like I stayed at Cobbler's Cove in Barbados. That is like a great baller place to go. It's incredible. It's like the Pelicano of the Caribbean been in the same family for 50 plus years. It's like as Pelicano as yellow stripes, they are pink. It's old world, but like they've, completely like redone their menu to be like all ingredients are like from Barbados. Very, very smartly done, but it is a fortune. But like, if you're looking for like 
a great place to go for like that splurgy thing, then I would say that's insane. Or Petite St. Vincent is like a little island off of Barbados. Another one of these like private islands, super incredible. Cotton time. The cottages there were built in like the 60s. And like you have your own little like really beautiful cottage. You and Davide should go there. They they actually have a budget (laughs) (laughs) to have people come. But like, you know, I just feel like it is it. This is this is the problem with travel is that that like Google will never serve up to you if you type in like charming, affordable place in the Caribbean, family owned. Like what are you going to like go to like the 800th page to find like the thing so that is that is the quandary that travel magazines do not have the kind of bandwidth or budget to be out there in the field finding those places that are actually the things that most people want to know. And this is, I think, this is the hard thing, right? I know we when we went to Italy last summer, we there was a writer with us from Food and Wine, and like. God bless food and wine. Like it was a Bible in this house growing up, but like they have no budget for these people, you know, like it's really crazy. So I, I, I can't imagine like, yeah, they're like, great. Our editor can go to this place for free. Like we don't have to pay for it. Hell yeah. I will say tropical and cheap. That is actually really fabulous. And there's a lot of gems is the Florida keys. Oh, I love the keys. <laughs> yes. I love them. I, they're they're great. I, great. Yeah. No, really, really great. great. And and I feel like where else? I I mean, I think you should do a an entry. What do we call them? An entry, I guess, on um, U.S. islands. I think that's a great idea because Seattle, Washington. Me to do a like a I hate the word budget. We'll find a sexier way to say exactly that. (laughs) But but basically, yeah, like we need to do. We need to really do like a planner around like just tell me where to go that are interesting places that are like under a certain price. Yeah. And the other thing too is like I feel like we we ask our followers on our um Substack to tell us like tell us your questions and sometimes they'll say things like so I'm looking to go on my honeymoon in the Caribbean where should I go? I'm like what month? what budget, like, like if people want to ask us questions, go super specific because mm-hmm. then we can actually be helpful because otherwise what happens is you end up like, I know people think like, oh, then I'm being pushy. And it's like, no, no, you're actually helping me answer your question. Cause otherwise I'm like, well, if you go this time, or if you do that, or is it with uh, like, how old are you? What are your other favorite places that you've liked? Favorite trip you've ever like? Help me understand who you are. It's sort of like dating. Like, yeah. How like help me find a boyfriend? Well, like, tell people me. People <laughs> want different things out of trips. People get very particular when they travel. So you're right. Yeah. These questions should be very, very specific. And it's like fashion as well. It's like, you know, somebody's like tell me what, what I should wear this Saturday night. It's like, what's the event? What's the thing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's specificity is, is key. In helping. I will say the, 
subscribing to your newsletter was like the best investment I've ever made in my travel because this is is like the you know third year that I've been a subscriber and every time we go on a trip even to places where we've been before I just go to the YOLO Substack and I type in where I'm going and I read all the places like we're going to Panarea on the 26th and like I planned that whole trip based on recommendations from your oh, Substack. That makes me so happy. It's it's you should be charging way more for that than you. <laughs> because it's really you just Thanks. are laying the foundation and you do a good job of saying like you know, of noting prices on things. If you want this kind of experience, like this is more high end, this is more entry. Like you do a good job of letting everybody know kind of what they're getting into from a financial perspective. Thank you. But I, I, I totally am going to do, uh, I'm going to take the, the, that seriously and like doing a planner around, like, I love the idea of us islands. There's so uh, many cool places. And like when you posted about Georgia, I looked at Davide and I was like, we have so many places in the US we need to take Carmela. Like wild horses on an island. Yeah. With like southern charm. I was like, count me in. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me on a Saturday. Oh, thanks, Pia. It's so fun to talk to you. I hope one of our trips overlap this summer. I hope so too. We have to make it happen. Just also so I can see Matt like with a cocktail dancing to Frank Sinatra. Totally. (laughs) Totally. We'll make it happen. I need that. Thank you. So good to see you. Great to see you too, love. Bye. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember... Shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barancini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.